some people grow at different levels. Some people are racehorses and want to go. Some people want to be very slow, very methodical. And it's very important to find people where there's an energy match to keep up. Before we get into it, I want to introduce you to Groundbreaker, today's sponsor and partner. They are an all-in-one suite of tools for small to medium-sized real estate syndicators. They've got a special focus on real estate syndicators with $1 million to $100 million assets under management. They help you increase productivity and investor satisfaction by automating fundraising, reporting, and investor relations through elegant and powerful workflows built by syndicators for syndicators. Groundbreaker will help you scale your business without the need to scale your overhead. So they're going to help reduce your costs because of the admin team that won't need to be as large. And they're going to help you reduce your risk of data breach because of the security systems that they have in place. They'll help you increase your revenue by growing your assets under management because you're going to be allowed to focus on the things that are most important, like business growth and operations, not those administrative logistics. And ultimately, they're going to help you elevate your company's brand and professionalism and investor experience because your investors are going to enjoy having this platform with all their information versus however you're currently doing it. Three things specifically about Groundbreaker I personally like. One, super easy to use from an investor standpoint and from a general partner standpoint. Two, it allows investors and general partners to fund electronically, meaning that a limited partner can complete their entire subscription and funding cycle without leaving the platform. And on the general partnership side, for distributions, you can set it up so that you can trigger bulk ACH payments within the platform. And then the last thing I really like about Groundbreaker is it's, well, it's cost effective. It's healthy to the bottom line. Their basic plan allows sponsors to sign up for as little as $100 per month with no limits on deals or investors. And you can read all about their pricing on their website. Speaking of their website, it is groundbreaker.co forward slash Joe, J-O-E. And when you go there, groundbreaker.co forward slash J-O-E you're going to get access to a pitch deck that the Groundbreaker team created so that you have a template should you want to use that and customize it for your own deal. So go to groundbreaker.co forward slash Joe. Quick disclaimer, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to bestevershow.com. I want to introduce to you Ash Patel. He's a full-time commercial real estate investor. He's going to be doing the interview today and a lot of them moving forward. I'm still going to be doing interviews, just not as many. And he is going to ask tough questions while still building rapport. That way it's not awkward. He's a good friend of mine. Join me in welcoming Ash Patel. Hello, Best Ever listeners. Welcome to the Best Real Estate Investing Advice Ever Show. I'm Ash Patel, and I'm here with today's guest, Karen Azer. Karen is joining us from Greenville, South Carolina. She left 25 years of traditional investing experience to pursue real estate. Karen started out with single-family deals and has transitioned into multifamily deals. Before we get started, Karen, can you tell us a little bit more about your background and what you're focused on now? Thanks for having me. So glad to be here today. I was in the traditional investment business for nearly 25 years. And my area of specialty within the traditional investment business was fixed income. 
So I spent many years helping clients add income to their portfolios. But what happened over the last 10 years, as you well know, with the interest rates, they're hitting rock bottom. So to be able to find the kind of income for our clients, it was very difficult. So I was continuing to scour the markets and look for different opportunities. And I just wasn't pleased with what the options were out there. Because first you go to your banks, right? And what do you do? You go to your banks and at these interest rates, you actually owe your bank money by the end. So that's not a very good option, right? Right. One of your other options is the traditional treasury market. And that's less than 1% in today's market. That doesn't work very well, especially when you're looking as a traditional financial advisor, you're charging 1% or so. So where's your client going to make the money in that option? And then there's corporate bonds. You have that. You make a little bit more money, but then you add risk, right? Because you got corporate risk and especially pre-COVID, my goodness, it was pretty difficult. So people traditionally go into fixed income because they think it will be fixed income. It's safe. But the market actually wasn't bearing that out. And you didn't feel very good about bringing your clients into that. So I decided, you know what, there's got to be a different way. And so that's when I left the traditional business just a little bit over a year ago. And I jumped into the real estate market. Now, I started out with single family, as you said in the introduction. And that is a really good way to get your toe in the water. It's a really good way to understand how the real estate market works, learn a lot of the terms of discussion. But one of the things I realized pretty quickly, again, my heart is to help people to mitigate risk. And with single family, especially in this environment, because this is COVID was just starting to come in. And as soon as that starts to happen, you can have your tenants that they leave. So if you have a portfolio one, one tenant leaves for three months, well, that doesn't seem like a very risk-free option. So that didn't feel very good. So the next thing you do is maybe let me own two or three houses, but still one tenant leaves, you lose 33% of your portfolio. That doesn't feel very safe. So that's when I was introduced to multifamily. A good friend of mine came in and said, look, you have a very good skill set for going into multifamily because you understand how to talk to investors. You know, investor relations is obviously the area that's a natural fit for me. And I do love to look at the valuations in that as well. So that's all very easy for me to understand. So what I had to do is I had to learn about the markets themselves. And that's when I started looking at it closer and closer. And I thought, man, this is amazing. Who's been keeping the secret all these years? This is a perfect thing. And it's very interesting because when the traditional market, your real estate is considered other. It's usually the home that you own, which is a different asset in itself. So there's this new asset class that's growing and it's called alternative investments. And that's where this fits perfectly into it. So I'm not here to completely disparage stocks or bonds or any of that. We can have a very well-diversified portfolio, but you're really selling yourself short if you don't have a broader diversified portfolio. And multifamily is a fabulous asset because with the demographics as they're shifting, it becomes actually a safer and safer market to go into because people always need a place to live. It doesn't matter if you have COVID, it doesn't matter if the economy is going up or down, people still need a place to live. And if they can't afford to own a home, they have an apartment that they can move into. So we're actually doing them a service, giving them a place to live. Karen, what a transition from the exciting world of fixed income to real estate. So you were blown away with the returns that you can make in real estate. Why did you not know about this in 25 years being in the fixed income world? It's called a silo. (laughs) 
we live in a silo and it's like an us and them world. Because like I said, I'm a CFA, I'm a charter financial analyst, which is the, the highest designation you can get in the investment world. So I'm not here to disparage my brethren. But at the same time, I'm actually educating them as well. I live in South Carolina and is on their national public radio show because they were interested in learning more about it because they traditionally, they, they only have people coming in talking about traditional assets on there and people are hungry to learn about more. So I want to deep dive into this back to your investing career. Mm-hmm. What were your typical clients that were looking for the fixed income returns? Is it elderly people, people that already built their nest egg? and they just want to preserve capital? That's a very good question because to answer is they're primarily people that are just going into retirement. Over these cycles, what's happened and yet even feeds into why this is an interesting asset across no matter where you are in your demographic. Because what has happened is first I came into the market, you had the dot bomb, right? So you had people that have put their entire nest egg into that. And then you had the real estate crash that's primarily hit the single family as we know. So people keep having to rebuild their portfolio. So it's actually those same people that keep coming back and they're like, I don't really want to put my assets at risk again. So they're really people who are saying, I have been burnt so many times and I know the mattress probably isn't the answer either, but I'm feeling better about that than what my options seem to be. So it seems like there's this huge secret that nobody tells you about. So that's actually one of the things that I've been doing is rather than saying I'm a competitor to the financial advisory market, that's one of the areas that I've gone through. And I've talked to several financial advisors and I said, let us partner. This is a beautiful partnership because this is a way to diversify your clients' portfolios as well as a way to add a lot of oomph, a lot of power into the returns that your clients really need, especially those that are trying to rebuild their portfolios. The stock market has really had a really nice turnaround. People were surprised, actually, by how well the market's done this past year in the world of COVID. But the fact remains, the vast majority of people didn't put their money back in there, and it stayed in their mattresses. Especially the older people that were jaded uh from a couple market cycles. So were you able to retain a lot of your clients through this real estate transition? And are you able to get them investing in real estate? You know, I had a non-compete with my company, so we couldn't do that. But I am reaching out. They're finding out through LinkedIn and through other ways. But the fact is, I know how to speak to clients like this. I know how to hold their hands through it. I know the questions they have. I know how to look at their portfolio in a very broad, diversified way so they can feel good about it. And one thing about it, I'd really like to go back to the risk because that's really where people want to camp out on there as well. And it goes back down to you. Let's say you've got 100 doors. You've got one tenant that's missing. That is going to be a fraction of your portfolio, not even be a blip on your return. So when you're going back into the traditional markets and you say, okay, I'll have one fixed income fund. I'll have one particular fund. You can have one company that could go down and it can wipe the whole thing out. So that's why it's so important to have such a broad diversity within your holdings, both in terms of when you're buying your properties. Because it's not healthy just to buy one property as well. You want to diversify it as well. Do you think one of the reasons that your typical financial advisor isn't promoting real estate is because it's difficult for them to get paid on these types of investments? Yeah, I think that's fair. How do you find a solution for that? You're looking to bridge these gaps. So what can you do to innovate a solution 
where they can be rewarded and their clients can get exposure to real estate. These advisors, they get paid on a percentage of the assets under management. There's some that are commission-based, but where this really can add some value is those that are paid as a percent of their assets. Because if you're looking at one of my particular properties now, you're getting the 12% IRR on it. Well, if you're going for 1% of assets under management and, and you're going up to a 12% return, the return they're getting paid for their clients is on their total assets under management. So when you're helping their clients, you're helping them as well. So it's actually a symbiotic relationship. So it's a win-win-win. It is, absolutely. Good. So are you looking to partner with some of these financial advisors in the future and get their clients to invest in some kind of vehicle that you're putting together? Exactly. That's what I'm in the process of doing. As you know, I'm fairly new to this whole multifamily, but what I'm finding is I'm developing a lot of relationships because with my CFA, a lot of people will take my call. So I've developed a lot of relationships with the local banks here and the different financial advisors because I am part of that club. So they'll take my call. Whereas if you don't have any experience, they won't take your call. So I've got a real big leg up in terms of developing that client base and that investor base. And you've got me excited about all the potential opportunities in front of you. Where is this going to be in three years? Let's say two years. What are you going to be doing in two years to leverage all of your experience, all of your contacts, your relationships, and your knowledge of both the financial world and now the real estate world, where everybody gets the benefit. One of the big areas that I'm really focused on as well is on financial literacy. And that's financial literacy across the board. And that's even financial literacy for the experts in the financial markets, right? Because it's about knowing what your opportunity set is. And once advisors get a taste of this, it's very, very exciting because literally it blows my mind that I hadn't even been introduced to it. The closest we get to it in the traditional market is in the REITs. But that's still a completely different animal. And the assets are so diluted by the time that they get to the clients, it's not the same thing. And the other beautiful thing about this is their clients are actually getting a piece of a physical asset. They could actually go and drive by these apartment buildings. It's different than like a nefarious stock. It's over here. So yeah, it trades on the stock exchange, something else. But these are physical assets that are real. This isn't funny money. One of the challenges when I try to explain to people what it is that I do is to get them to understand the returns. Have you had those moments where people just don't believe that these returns are possible? They think you're nuts. Okay. So you're talking the same language to people that you've been in the same industry for 25 years. How do you overcome that? How do you get them to actually believe oh my God, wait a minute, I've had blinders on. How do I take them off and do what you're doing? And how do you explain to them, this is a real thing. These double digit returns are real. Well, it's by case study, quite honestly. You have to go by case studies. And obviously now that I'm an owner myself, I'm a passive owner in some real estate now, I actually can speak from experience because I can actually talk about the process, what it takes. And these deals are so well vetted. And as you know, in this market, it is really hard to get deals through with managers that don't do a good job at that because it's a very small universe and comes very self-selecting. So people know what it takes to get what returns are real. They'll know the market markets if they square, because as you know, and there's different asset classes. So if you go out there and sell a class A, for example, with the class C numbers, people know that that doesn't square. So that's one of the things you do, depending on how sophisticated your investors are. 
So the more sophisticated investors want to get into the weeds a little bit more, and then you can educate them. What's the difference between a class A, different class B, class C? But that's no different than talking about when you're in the traditional investment world and you're saying, well, we've decided to go more defensive and the type of stocks you buy for that versus high aggressive growth. There's no difference. This just happens to be an apartment building that's different. So there's different classes and industries within that. That's a great explanation. You spent a lot of your life mitigating risk. Mm-hmm. Now, listen, our real estate cycle, we're up there. We're up high. Yeah, we are. What's your mind doing knowing that there could be some risk around the corner? And how do you leverage that or how do you remediate that? Well, remediating is vetting the managers you choose to work with and looking at the track record and who they're working with. And again, for example, that's one of the reasons I intentionally chose to own a couple passive investments before I decided to be an active investor. Because if I just went and jumped into it without getting the proper training and knowing who I'm working with, well, that's one of the things that you look for. You look for managers that have good experience working with people that know what they've been doing. And also that have worked through several cycles. Some people can jump on the bandwagon, but if they haven't been through cycles and know how to manage them, that's no different than going with a brand new portfolio manager in the traditional stock market and say, hey, where were you for that bubble? How did you handle that bubble? So these are the questions that you teach that build confidence. And when you go and talk to the managers, say, yeah, we've been through this last cycle and we know what to do. And understanding what vacancy rates mean, because vacancy rates, obviously, in this market are one of the big measurement tools for how well managed the property is. So what I'm hearing is you're not terribly concerned with a downturn in the economy as long as there's good operators that you've put your money into. Yeah, that's exactly right. And knowing how they invest, is this a speculative investment? And if you want to go speculative investment, all the power to you to do that. But you need to understand that you're investing in that. So yes, there's some risky stuff out there. And if you're especially going in the class A's in the top tier markets, you can get yourself burnt because that's getting pretty toppy right now. Yeah, that's getting rough. It's getting yeah, rough. Yeah, it is. Would I advise clients to be jumping into that? I don't think so. Because that's how you mitigate risk. And would you consider doing a syndication of your own? You being the general partner, you forming the syndication? Not solo. Okay. That's part of risk mitigation as well, right? You mitigate through the mind you put together. So what you do is you put together people that have been through different cycles. They come in with different strengths because one of the mistakes people make when they come into the market is you'll get somebody who's worked in construction, for example, and they say, well, I know how to do the rehab if they're having a value add property. And you get a bunch of people who only know how to do that, but you don't know people how to manage the books. You don't know how people, how they manage the flow, how to manage your property management company. So that's what you do. This is really how you can mitigate the risk in this market is understand who you're doing business with, both on the operator side as an active investor, or as well on the passive investment side as well. And I think that's a great outlook because- Over the last several years, syndication is hot and everybody wants to be a syndicator, Mm -hmm. right? I don't think one of the things that's in their mind is assembling this team of people to help me and do it right. I think individuals have goals where I'm going to syndicate this deal and I'm going to make money leveraging other people's money and not thinking about the burden that that bears on you and how much of a risk it is and how difficult it is to do it all by yourself. So assembling that team is great advice. And in fact, for any of your viewers listening to that, I'd warn them. If you're going to somebody, it's a one or two man show, 
be wary. It's one thing if you're talking 10 doors, but if we're talking about anything 50 doors or above, you really want to have a team that has at least three members on it, if not more, that they all have something unique and special that they can bring to the table. One of my partners that I work with, my favorite saying is one plus one equals five. And it goes for this teamwork, right? The more people you have on there, there's a multiplication effect. But you need to have people that have a broad set of experiences so they can say, I've seen this movie before. And then when this happened, this is what we did to mitigate that risk. And you're so grateful for that experience. What are some of the other things you look at in vetting some of these syndicators? I have to say ego is a big one. And that's part of my old school coming back into it as well. They have to have an ego, right? Well, you have to have an (laughs) ego, but you can't have an ego, right? It's a dance. But the problem is if this just becomes a one-person show, that team won't be successful because you need to have a team that shares and values each member. And I have to say, having come from the traditional world, I am very impressed with the level of camaraderie within our industry. And I'm also impressed with accepting the fact that teams are important and we welcome that. And the other thing is we all know each other. And that's another thing. So we bring each other into different deals. Some people will assemble one single team and they'll only invest with that team. But I call myself a diversification queen, so I can't do that by definition. So I would rather work with different people in different markets that have a team assembled for you get a class C, you get a class B, and then you're talking different size markets. You've got your smaller markets, your second tier markets, third tier markets, and you want people that have had experiences in that. I don't want to be in my B class in my second tier market if it's a class C property. I need somebody with a different set of experiences for that. That's a great observation. And I'm going to assume from what little I know about the financial industry that your peers were a lot more competitive versus in real estate, everyone's more cooperative. Yes, we didn't share very well. Yeah, it's amazing with real estate. You're absolutely right. People will give away all their secrets. They'll share their ideas. They'll collaborate. And they'll often find that that's what increases your level of success is that collaboration and sharing. And that level of vulnerability to say, I don't know what I'm talking about. Can you tell me what you know? And like you said, the other thing that blows me away is people's willingness to share. Right. Back to your ego comment, right? Put that ego away, get out there, ask the questions, be vulnerable, get a mentor, learn from others. Hey, imagine if you had learned these lessons 25 years ago and you never got into the fixed income game, started out right in real estate. (laughs) I know, I know. And the life skills that you learn within this as well. The other thing I'm really touched by this industry is not only the level of cooperation and collaboration, but also people's desire to contribute. And one of the first things that they ask you in your classes is what's your why? They don't ask you that question in a traditional business. What's your why? What gets you out of bed every day? Who do you want to be able to help? Who do you want to be able to serve? And everybody likes to talk about who they're serving and how they're helping them. And it's really uplifting. I still think that I'm taken aback by the level of generosity that our community has and what we teach others in that kind of behavior. And I'm glad you transition and are able to experience that. And that being said, what is your why? My why is financial literacy for women. 
And as your viewers may or may not know that women control over half the investable assets in this country, yet many of them is sitting under a mattress for a lot of the reasons we talked about earlier in this call. So I've actually created an organization called Financial Literacy for Her. And it's a place where we come. It's a place for both mindset development as well as learning about investments. So it's more of a support group environment where women can come and ask their questions and talk about what is interest rates? Why does it matter? How do I put my portfolio together? What is a portfolio? Some people, that's even a little bit advanced. So we're setting it up so that we have an entry level, an intermediate, and a more advanced because some people have a lot of assets and they just need some help deploying them. Some people don't have two pennies to rub together and they need somewhere to start. And that's really where I want to help with the younger generation as well, is teaching them how to think about money. So another thing I'm putting together, and again, this is where I'm taken by the generosity, is I'm putting together a scholarship fund to help fund scholarships for women who really want to step into this and get some help investing and be able to have a support system to help them start investing and making these wise decisions. Because once you start making money and you've been able to get a taste of it, it's very exciting. And then those women share with other women and it becomes a collaborative environment to help everybody grow and be wise with their money. That's an amazing why, and you are the ideal person to lead a crusade like that. The question that brings up is a lot of these women that you mentor, do you recommend that they manage their own finances and their own investments or use a professional like somebody that was in the industry that you came from? That's a very good question. It goes back down to the teams and it's very interesting. So that's one of the things that is very important with us at Financial Literacy for Her is we make sure that we have a team of advisors, just like we do on the multifamily where you have accountants, you have lawyers, you have everybody within the whole ecosystem. And that is something that I really want to let the women know as well. It's like, let's work together as a team, because if any of those service providers are fixated, are working in a silo, they probably don't have your best interest in hand because it's not all about law. It's not all about accounting. It's not all about financial advising. We're all here to help you grow your assets in your estate. So My greater vision of where I want this to go is I actually have this emblem, the financial literacy for her. And my goal is I want to reach out to service providers where they have that. So our clients will know that this is someplace they believe in collaboration. They believe in a team effort and they will help you grow your entire assets. That was an epiphany. You blew my mind because we look at the team behind the syndications and we ask a lot of questions But when it comes to somebody managing your entire portfolio, your entire net worth, you really don't do the same research. It's just not a thing. You could put $20,000 into a syndication and, oh my God, you ask questions, you get references, you visit their properties, you interview their managers, but you can give your entire life savings to a financial advisor and really not think a lot of it. And it could be one person and not a team, like you mentioned. And that's what happens. And I saw that a lot over my years is that people would be three years from retirement and no one to talk to them about estate planning. Yeah. You're making me re-question a lot of things. Yeah. That's what goes on. And part of it is because there's this whole specialty mentality and it's back to the ego again. It's let me keep my world in my silo. But that's why a lot of these bubbles happen. 
think about it like accountability groups, right? You get your team of accountability partners, yes. right? They keep you out of trouble when you're like, okay, my eyes wandering and I'm thinking about jumping into this investment or I'm buying this insurance policy or thinking about playing around with this accounting rule. Well, your team of collaborators is there to keep you honest and keep you accountable for where you're going and what your goals are. And everybody on your team should know what your goals are. They should know what your why is and where you want to go. And that's also like with the financial literacy for her company is what we're doing is we're saying, what are your goals? What are your dreams? And is everything that you're doing in your life leading you to that road? You have an amazing outlook. You make people question a lot of things that are just done a certain way. Karen, what's your best ever real estate investing advice? Ooh, that's a good question. That is get a coach who you understand and apply everything I just said to the coach as well. Because if the coach is not coachable as well and the coach isn't growing, you're going to only go as far as that coach can take you. So you want coaches that are collaborators. And one of the things that I tell my people to introduce to this market and to say, where do I start? And I said, find somebody who has an energy level that matches yours because you want to grow at that level. Some people grow at different levels. Some people are racehorses and want to go. Some people want to be very slow, very methodical. And it's very important to find people where there's an energy match to keep up because that's also how you make sure that everybody's contributing at an equal rate. Because if you have a couple of racehorses and a couple of people behind that don't want to move at the same pace, that doesn't make for a healthy environment. So knowing who you're working with and you always want to grow. If you're not growing, you're dying. And that is so important. And coaches are so important to that. The basics with the coaching program are pretty similar, but it's all those extras that are important that really can help you grow. That is phenomenal advice. Karen, are you ready for the lightning round? Okay, here we go. Let's do it. First, a quick word from our partners. Groundbreaker helps you increase productivity and investor satisfaction by automating fundraising, reporting, and investor relations through elegant and powerful workflows built by syndicators for syndicators. Go to groundbreaker.co forward slash Joe. That's groundbreaker.co forward slash Joe to get a free deal pitch deck template. Karen, what's the best ever book you recently read? Hidden Investing by Holly Williams. And what was your wow moment in that book? My wow moment for that is because she's like-minded with me and she wants to know that there are so many hidden tools within the investment world that we're bringing it to the masses. Wonderful. And Karen, what's the best ever way you like to give back? You talked about your foundation. That's uh, incredible. I, well, what I like to do is I like to give back. Women are my passion. And I like to help women who've been struggling, who have every passion and every desire to move forward, but they just need that one little push, that one little thing, that one little piece of information that will nudge them forward. And if having met me for one day or somebody on my team, if we know that we've made their life a little bit better, that's the best ever. <laughs> and I think you've inspired a lot of people with your podcast today. Karen, how can the best ever listeners reach out to you? Yes, you can reach out to me the best way. I have East Light Investments, which our website is eastlightinvest.com. 
And if you want to download a report that tells you the 10 reasons why I left the traditional investment world that gives a little bit more meat behind what we talked about today, you can go to our website and you can download a free copy of that report. That's amazing. Karen, you've got an incredible story. 25 years of having the blinders on in the fixed income industry. And somehow you were able to find real estate, adapt to that. And now you found a whole new calling with helping women what a great story. Thank you so much for sharing everything today. You are today. most welcome. Thank you so much for having me and have a blessed day. You as well, Karen. Thank you. You're welcome.